and he's got no arm. He's he's he's, he's got robot arm. Yeah, is that uh, Gundarm technology? I I suspect it's the same uh, witch tech that Norea and Sophie had. So if he gets in a Gundam, maybe a white one, oh, he'd be we, able to like. We do have a pre-order available, and we don't know who it's for. I'm just saying when I saw when I saw oh his name's Riddick Kruger and he's a witch hunter. Oh, <laughs> that that guy would look good in a mask. That guy would look good in that suit. Oh no. You know what it's time for? It's time for Captain Mercury, our podcast, wherein we examine what went on on The Witch from Mercury this week. And on Sunday's episode, we got, well, we'll get what we get to. Before that, I have to say that our that we are sponsored by uh, RightStuff.com. And you know what? I wanted, I wanted to go with either the Daryl Blade or, uh, you know, Delanza. Something that, you know, really speaks to the characters present in this episode. But they were out of stock. What is in stock is the Metal Build aerial action figure. You know, and you know what else is great about it? If you are watching right now, right now it's on special. It is their weekly special on RightStuff.com. This is a die-cast figure. It's got a nice stand. It's got LEDs. It's got all the accessories to make our girl Aerie shine. And... Uh, again, the link is in the description so that they know that we sent you and we can get paid a little. Maybe buy our own shiny action figures. My name is Scott Walker. That's part of the intro. Names. That's intro, yes. I'm Jetman025. And this is what we are talking about. We are talking about uh, episode three, Father and Child, uh, written by Akira Toba, or uh, directed, again, by three people. Akira Toba, who did Eps on Blue Lock, and Isekai no Oji-san, uh, Akihiro Saito, who you will know as an in-betweener on, oh, this is fun, he goes way back, Victory, G, and 8th MS team, and then uh, a couple episodes of season one of this show, we have Shinosuke Ito, who did uh, Boards and Eps on Mob Psycho, and uh, Shinkelian, Shinkelian is uh, the the one about the bullet trains that combine together to fight crime? As you do, you know, you know, it, it's basically a brave show, as far as I can tell. It's just a brave show, and uh, we are we screen- have, and we have mm-hmm. a screenplay by uh, Ko Yone Nawa, who um, <laughs> worked on uh, who who worked on Lupin Zero and a couple episodes of season one. Quite. So Bob is back, and he's got burgers. No, wait. Um, Bob is not eating. Bob has no burgers. (laughs) He has no burgers. He has no nothing. Although he does eat. Yes. Although the solution to the I won't eat is a bit direct. (laughs) Uh, We we pick up on Earth a little bit. 
Uh, we pick up on Earth. We see, I think they're at the school we saw last season. Same school, The school yes. that is now a, a, a home oper- a operation base for the Dawn of Fold. And now that they have attacked the uh, university colony, they know all hell's coming towards them, so they're evacuating. This is basically the start of Empire Strikes Back. We need to get the hell out because the Empire is coming. <laughs> so they're all packing up their stuff. They're getting going. And we find out that Bob somehow ended up down here. I'm guessing he got captured by the Dawn of Fold. They, all the chaos. I'm, I'm guessing there was um, a beacon or something on the mobile suit he stole. They picked him up. They thought yeah. they were going to space him. My guess is they were ready to space him. And then someone pulled the black box and said, oh, wait, this this kid was shouting about how he's a jet herc. That means he's worth money. Yeah, we can we can we can we can make money off this, right? Um, they're keeping him tied to a toilet in one of the bathrooms, literally, um, and he is crusty, gross, nasty. Probably hasn't had a shower in a week. Plus, he's sitting on a toilet twenty four seven, and kind of insane. I mean, he's not completely gone, but he's messed up in the head. He, uh, he, he needs refuses therapy, to and he he's has children throwing rocks at him. Tied to toilets. That's what's happening. Children throwing rocks at his head, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, he's getting tied to toilets, and children are throwing stuff at him. Um, we get this guy. His name is Olcott, although that is not his name. We find out what his real name is later. And he is, let's call it what it is, a walking badass. I want to call yeah. him Ocelot, because he kind of looks like that. And I'm guessing that's 100% intentional. It's like, okay, this guy is a badass military guy. We can't call him Ocelot because that's taken, but we can change it slightly so he's all caught. Uh, he comes up and says, you're Gail Jetherk. We can't afford to let you die. Grabs him by the throat, forces his jaw open, and literally pours the food down his throat. He's like, okay, don't cough. This is going down your lungs if you do. Don't do it. <laughs> and it goes right down his to his gullet, it's like, well, that's one way to get him to eat. It's like, come on, you can at least put a hose down there first. <laughs> yeah. We also get uh, the opening. There is one change in the opening. A white silhouette that was child-shaped in the first couple of episodes is now uh, just an airy, little, little, little toddler airy. I'm conflicted. I want to know how she became a Gundam. And at the same time, I don't. <laughs> like, I, man, I, I want to know how this actually happened. And once I find out, I'm like, man, I wish I didn't know that. You want to hope it was an accident. You want to hope it was an accident. But, you know, Prospera might have just fed a kid's brain into Mm. some sort of grinding device and just put it Mm. in in the back seat, so to speak. Yeah. Or, Or this could be straight up, you know, like IBO. We have a brain stem and a brain or RoboCop 2, if you prefer. Stuck somewhere in there we haven't found yet. Could be. It's right behind the pilot seat. It's like bubbles, you know, floating up behind us. But she's going to open the door and knock on the glass. Hey, sis, you okay? <laughs> and we're all going to be like, oh, dear God. Uh, we then, after the opening, we are reintroduced to Nika's situation. She did break her arm. She did Getting break the- her arm. Or I guess Sophie did it too. And Nerea is trying to... And now Nerea is trying to break everything else. Nerea is literally kicking the shit out of her. I don't know if we see the stain, but I'm convinced it happened. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're, they're, they're there with the, 
the, the uh, Grassley gals, and they're just kind of sitting back and watching until the head Grassley gal kind of steps in, like, all right, that, that's enough. We don't well, need to kill her. She calls Renee a traitor, which leads me to believe that maybe all of Shadik's crew are from Earth and in on bogus credentials. It wouldn't surprise me that that sounds like something Shadik would pull off. Nika, I'm very worried about what she's going to do, or Mika's going to do in the future. Because think about if her plan was build a bridge between Earth and space, this has gone about as bad as that plan can. Not a good bridge. Not a good bridge. Like this, no, this bridge was made out of popsicle sticks and supposed to go across the Mississippi. Didn't work. No, 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 no. Ugh. Uh, then we have a scene uh, where uh, Shadik and his dad talk things out, and the translation is bad. It's bad. Uh, they use the word war partitioning. Not a phrase from English. Not a phrase from English. Uh, fortunately, I've got some buds who are watching the Simplified Chinese over in Indonesia, and they are just talking about maintaining supply lines. It's, you know, Shadik's dad just wants to keep these small wars burning where Shadik wants to revert the assets to Earth to create a cold war between Earth and space that just escalates and never really goes anywhere. You know, the the kind of peace that's better for business than peace. Well, his plan is, I like his plan because it reminds me a little bit of Full Frontal's plan in Unicorn. Is okay, we're going to tie, we're going to close off Earth to its own little thing. But Earth is already a shithole. Exactly. We're going to fund in or shove in a whole lot of money and resources into Earth. But we're going to set them all against each other. This is like an inverse of what Full Frontal was. It's like we're going to create our own little economy out in space and lock everybody out. And we're all going to work together to screw them over. This is we're going to close off everyone on Earth from space and we're going to lock them in and make them fight each other to the death. And then when they're they're all ruined, I'll have a you know a big strong space and we can mop up pretty easily. That's twistedly messed up. <laughs> uh, Kojima was That's talking cool. about this episode on Twitter. Actually, Kojima was talking about how this episode reminded him of Metal Gear Solid Four. Do you think? Yeah, yeah there's there's yeah. more than a few uh, Metal Gear references here. Yes, but um, his goal, not unlike um, Ocelots, I might have. Yeah. Is lock lock all the rats in a box, throw in one piece of cheese, and see who comes out. <laughs> yep. Uh, so we do we we do see that the Dominicus is on the move. They're the guys hunting down these witches on Earth. Uh, turns out the witches are not on Earth, but they're they're going to be tracking down these uh, the the Dawn of Fold. We also get a bit more a Quiet Zero, just a bit. Bit more explanation, because Mio seeks confirmation from someone else. She's learned that Mommy Prospera does not tell the whole truth and is is going to a colleague of her dad's to figure out what's actually up. He pours tea and says, don't do anything with this device. Right. I think we saw this guy in season one briefly walking with her father. Yeah, and, and having me, I'm pretty sure we, it was only in a couple episodes, but you could tell like, okay, he trusts this guy, and I like when she's like, okay, yeah, quiet zero. I wouldn't touch that with a ten foot pole. 
if you do do anything, think very carefully. <laughs> yeah. I'm just telling you what I do. I'm not telling you what you should do. But if I were you, I'd stay away. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we then get, uh, we, and the rest of the episode is entirely into in Japan at Don of Hold HQ. They have a few guys mm. in mobile suits. Uh, the name is totally eluding me. It's the Provapono. Provaponabonabonabonabes. I do not remember. It's the, uh, it's the battle jester. It's yeah. Cor- jester. That's what it is. They got they got some Dom vibes. They got some Zaku desert type vibes. Yeah, it's very Rumba Rollish. Yeah, it's like nobody says this is no Zaku boy, but you get the idea. And Ocelot, being a, uh, not only a Metal Gear reference, is a, you can sense some uh, Rumba Roll going in there too. Just a slightly younger Rumba Roll with a bit more of an edge to him. Uh, we find out as they're talking. We find out the Jet Herc Corporation is about to go bankrupt. Well, because Dad's dead. Uh, the new president just had a severe concussion, if we're lucky. Yep. And Jetter finally kind of, I mean, uh, Bob finally kind of snaps out of it. Wait, what? What do you mean we're about to go bankrupt? I've been gone for two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks and it all went to hell. That's what happens when you lose your entire leadership structure. Well, I, well, yeah, well, I kind of I leaned into it. You killed your dad, who also happened to be the president. That's not good. <laughs> Granted, I wouldn't think it would go bankrupt either, but yeah, it went bad fast, didn't it? I don't, maybe they were not in great shape to begin with. But that seems to snap him back. He's no longer freaking out about it. Uh, but he's still traumatized, sure, but he's no longer, you know, staring into oblivion, mumbling himself like an idiot. Just in time for the cops to show up and blow up everything. <laughs> yes. Uh, that, yeah, whew. First off, Earthers fight dirty. Oh. The Earth's forces fight dirty. They're setting traps. They're, you know, pulling the old I'm hiding behind the corner crap. They're, you know, sword to the cockpit nonstop. I mean, just. They've got they've got an entire factory rigged with C4 that they're just waiting to draw people into. Right. I mean, just. They're just nasty. Granted, you are fighting in a bunch of antique suits against, you know, best of the best, top of the line. And if these guys are the witch hunters, they're like, we have no chance. All we can can do is hope we can trick them and get the hell out of here. Because that's what all this is. This is like at one point we see one guy. I think it's uh, Phil. Phil just empty everything at, at you know, one of these, yeah. uh, you know, one of these uh, Zowarts. And it's fine. It's not even scratched. Yeah, it it just pops the shield and dodges and like, all right. Like, what else you got? Yeah. That was yeah. it. What else you got? A big sword. Here we go. Well, I, I, I got this pointy stick. I got a spear uh, and I got a giant version of Cloud's Buster Sword. Yeah. Here we go. So, And then the school collapses on top of Bob, two kids, and Alcott. The kids... We're going to murder Bob, you know, because yeah. they're well. And revenge for too. Sophie. Yeah. Well, revenge for Sophie yeah. and their dad. So uh, we get a flash. Yeah, we, we get all kinds of flashback where he 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 his own child died in an explosion and collapse. 
And uh, what Holcott does is he sees one kid, uh, pulls one kid out of the rubble. He's fine and walking. The other kid can't walk and gives her up for dead. And Bob doesn't even dig for Bob. No. Well, Bob digs himself like, out, finds the kid. The kid's talking, so he's he tears off running. He's carrying this bleeding child. It's like, okay, there's a car that way. I can take the kid to the car. Well, I was like, nice job, Bob. Where are you going? Where's the doctor? Where's the hospital? Where's the med unit? I mean, this is cruel, but what Olcott did was he pulled a Pearl Harbor nurse. After Pearl Harbor, they brought everyone to the local hospital. The local hospital was overwhelmed in minutes. The nurses were given a task, a horrible task. They had to write A, B, or C on people's foreheads. A meant the, this person is injured but will be fine for the long term. They're going to have to sit there and suffer. B means this person is going to die and there's nothing we can do to stop it. So give them some pain meds and let them die. C means this person needs to see a doctor now. If he sees the doctor now, there's a good shot they're going to live. And those nurses had to make that call in minutes. And they had to literally take out lipstick or paint or whatever they had, write A, B, C on people's foreheads. So if you ever see old uh, war photos of right after Pearl Harbor and you see their letter on their name, that tells you exactly what they are. A, they, sorry, you're hurt. It's going to suck for a while. B, you're dead. They didn't tell him that. They said, you're going to be just fine, buddy. We're going to be in it. No, you're dead. And C is we need to see a doctor immediately or this person's going to die. What Olcott had to do was like, okay, this person's going to die. There is no doctor nearby. There's nothing I can do to solve this. I can drag this person around and traumatize every other kid here. Or I can just leave her and let her die. That is a horrible call to make, but under the circumstances, I would give him the pass. Bob, trying to be a good person, says, I'm going to try and save her. We don't know where, how, or why, but he's going to try. I'll give him credit for that. Look, he, he, he's not thinking straight. He hasn't thought straight in about two weeks. We get a little more front mission armored core action between uh, Donna Fold and the Dominica guys. A mobile suit just crashes. In front of Bob. And Bob's like, okay, I'm going to get in this, and I'm going to figure out Because that worked so well the last time. I'm going to hop in this, because it still Ooh. works. Never mind the dead guy. I can vomit later. Actually, I'll vomit now, and then I'll move the dead guy. And he just <laughs> jumps straight up. Live fire still going on. Full burn straight up to find where he can drop this kid. It does not go well. No. There, there's a fine line between brave and stupid, and he walks uh, with that line going down his pant legs, okay? Yep. He's both brave and dumb as a box of hammers, so. And it is at this point that our boy, uh, the head of Dominicus, uh, K-name, big guy, who is from the prologue and the last episode of season one, reveals his side of Alcott's backstory, where yeah, no, he was a regular Dominicus pilot, and he lost his family in an, 
in a terrorist attack on Earth and decided to become an Earthian terrorist. No. Because nothing makes and, sense, right? Nothing yeah. makes sense. That, so he was, he, his, his son was killed by an Earth terrorist attack, so he's now fighting for Earth? Or was the terrorist, terrorist attack... Was the terrorist attack maybe a false flag operation? There's there's maybe some details missing. There's maybe some details missing. Did, did you catch uh, Olcott's real name? Uh, I did not catch the real name. This this is a this is an action uh, movie, man. This is a straight out of Jean Claude Van Damme, Riddick Kruger. Oh, geez, this 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 is a oh god, this this is that's the a next Jean Claude Van Damme. This, this is good. That's Riddick Kruger's the bad guy in Expendables Four. I'm calling it now. Riddick Kruger is, is like like. Um, but that's who Alcott really is. Former Dominicus, former witch hunter himself. It explains why he's such a cruel, heartless badass. Because he's essentially special forces, and he watched his son die in rubble while he tried to save. Save him while he was in the rubble. Yeah, that would, that would mess up pretty much anyone. And he's got no arm. He's he's he's, he's got robot arm. Yeah, is that uh, Gundarm technology? I I suspect it's the same uh, witch tech that Norea and Sophie had. Hmm. So if he gets in a Gundam, maybe a white one, oh, would he be we, able to like? We do have a pre-order available, and we don't know who it's for. I'm just saying, when I saw, when I saw, oh, his name's Riddick Kruger and he's a witch hunter. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) That that guy would look good in a mask. That guy would look good in that suit. Oh, no. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So, the kid does not make it. The plane has already left. Bob has nothing to do but help uh, watch as, you know, just, just bury the kid. And Alcott is staying with him for reasons unclear right now. And Bob would like a ride to the nearest, uh, well, the nearest space elevator, nearest space launch. Which means uh, Bob and Alcott are going on a road trip. (laughs) Space trip. Going on a road trip. They're going to learn about each other. They're gonna they're 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 gonna bond over trauma. They're gonna eat cold beans in the rain. There's gonna be a song and dance number about girls they like. I don't know what what happens in road movies. I've never actually watched any of the Bob Hope road movies. He's found a rolling up and truck. All right, <laughs> uh, no Riddick Riddick and Bob going down the road on the road again. Just can't uh-huh. wait to get on the road again. All right, I'll stop. We got a nice, we haven't really seen very much of Earth this episode. We get like little bits of the school last season, but very brief. And you just saw it was just, it was a nice place that had obviously been through something horrible. And now we see that, no, the horrible things are still happening. Yeah. Earth isn't a toxic waste dump like it's portrayed in other Gundam shows. It looks fairly fine, other than the place is just nothing but rubble. Because everyone that's left there is poor. All the rich people are in space. Crumbling infrastructure. You know, we we see a sign um, in the in the opening shot that like they're everyone's rationed to fifteen hundred calories a day, which is 
enough for a while. Yeah. For a while. Nobody's fat on Earth. Yeah. Nobody's fat on Earth. Except they're, for that one guy who's like the head of the family. Yeah. He's kind of fat. But then again, he's a radish farmer, so he gets all the food he wants. Yeah. Like, he, he he's, I don't know what he's getting, but he's getting it. Oh, God. No, this, this episode is really good. And uh, this is something I've been trying to figure out. Suleta is not in this episode. And have we had a Gundam series where the main character has not been in it at all? Because, like, e- even even the even the mid series break on Seed had Kira at the end of the episode, right? Mid, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the yeah. like the strike blows up, everyone is sad for twenty minutes. Kira's in space. Yeah. I can't really think of one. Like, like I said, there's been ones where it's almost entirely. But they have multiple. The only thing I can think of is I was going to say double O, but they did a, fl- a couple of flashback episodes. But again, it's still the main character. Right? Remember when they talked about sets in his past? There was that one episode where he's mostly as a kid. Granted, it's still the main character, it's just not in the same time frame. Yeah, and that's like, you know, I, I, I if really, he's fast. Like it's it's a short list of episodes that don't have the main character at all at this point. Yeah. Uh, no, this this is good TV. I am um again, this has been good TV. And again, we do get another post-credit sequence that explains more about Quiet Zero and how it is actually Mio's mom's design, but the implementation is very much Delling and Prosperous, and don't trust it, it's bad. Yes. Because, you know, Prosper, there's a person you can 100% trust with your future and your plans. Uh, but yes, I can see... I like this episode for the complete... Tone shift. I talked about it last episode when they started shooting up the colony and like the the whole status quo changed. This is okay. This is the other side of the story you've been watching all this time. Everything's nice and pretty and shiny and beautiful up in this colony. Here's Earth. Everything's falling apart. Everyone is looks emaciated, sickly. Everyone's wearing basically tank tops and shorts, and you know, up there they've got the best of everything. Down here, they're lucky if they've got anything. It's very, very. This is the other side of the coin. Here's the story you. It's been happening. You haven't seen. This has been happening on Earth. Nobody. You only got very quick shots of Earth. Here's what it's really like down there. Now we're going to go back upstairs, and you're going to start seeing those two sides mesh together. And this is oil and water. It's not going to mix well. <laughs> Oh, well, someone's bringing matches. Somebody's bringing some matches, yeah. Okay, I scrapped the oil and water. It's kerosene and a spark plug. <laughs> I, I was going to say nitro and glycerin, maybe. There you go. Yeah, that'll do uh, it. Hydrogen and oxygen and a candle. 
cesium and anything. Cesium and anything else. <laughs> How about that? Silicone and never mind. I'll stop there. <laughs> we, uh, we were complaining. Any any of those, you know, angry, you know, this ain't Gundam. It's not dark enough. It's not depressing. It's not dangerous enough. Happy now? <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, hey. Uh, beloved new character Bob has been tortured for two weeks. And the second he gets agency, uh, everything he does comes to nothing. And he has to hold a child in his arms as as they die. Yeah, we, we always talk about mother and child, how you see you know kids getting murked. Yeah, but you always see them, something bad happen, and that's the end of it. It's it was you don't see quick. the body. It's quick. We don't, we yeah, don't you see don't the see funeral. the body. You don't walk around with the the corpse of the child. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> so, so all you like you know fans who want a dark, grim, and nasty. How are you feeling now? You, you got. I'm you, so you, happy. You, you <laughs> gotta earn your sad. You gotta earn your sad, man. <laughs> Excuse me while I go crawl in this bottle of Jameson. We also have a controversy of the week, a return to our uh, favorite segment, uh, which is that uh, we we might have uh, the subs might be getting the goat's name wrong. How is that? What, how is that a controversy? I I don't know. It it all, all of our controversies have been made up. They're 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 non things that people are blowing up. But th- this week the controversy is that the subs uh, might be calling the goat the goat Geeko. When the goat's name should be Tico, like Tico Brahe, famed uh, astronomer, inventor of the university town, and uh, he had a silver nose. Sure. As long as long as we don't call her Geeko, because as long as every time they say Geeko, I immediately flash back to Dragon Ball Evolution, and my brain hurts. Oh, that's school. one of those things. It's like G Savior. We pretend it doesn't exist. So yeah, it's not Geeko because. That just brings up unpleasant memories. Yeah, there we go. Uh, but, this yeah, episode, we're arguing over the name of a goat. This episode has been brought to you by RightStuff.com and the Gundam Ariel metal build action figure. It's made of die-cast parts. It looks shiny. It has lights in it. It comes with batteries. It comes with cool beam effect parts. It comes with a stand. It comes with the things that you need for Gundams to look cool. And right now, right now, you have until Sunday, as of the live stream date, to catch it on a slight discount. Uh, otherwise, uh, if you're listening to the audio version, I want to thank you for doing that. But your discount is, your your chance for a discount is gone. Yes, you can still buy it. Just I mean, it's still cheap. there. It's still in stock. Yes. But, but yeah, if you, those out there who don't like model kits, who don't want to build them and just want something cool, Metal Builders for you. They're, They're expensive. Cool. This one's this is this is on sale for from so it's less expensive than normal, but metal builds are cool. There's never been a metal build that I look at and go, that's stupid. It just doesn't happen. Thank you and good night. <laughs> good night, everybody. You've been listening to the audio version of the recap from Mercury. It's also available live on Jetman 025s YouTube channel. Feel free to join us on any of our recordings in the chat. Otherwise, I'd thank you to leave a rating, a comment, or a review wherever you found it. Share it if you'd like as well. 
The music in this episode is by Punk Rock Opera. Check them out on Bandcamp. Until next time, have a good one.